0: Hi everyone, and welcome to this week's Monday memo. Now, I'd like to share a story of when my wife and, and I we first uh, moved in together, and uh, we didn't have much in the way of uh, money for furniture and fittings. Um, and I imagine the relative salaries of trainee finance professionals and accountants nowadays probably haven't changed too much uh, since uh, I was tra- tra- training, but um, but. At the time, we became acquainted very much with IKEA because that's all we could afford. And chances are a lot of you still have IKEA furniture in your houses. I mean, the library behind me, that's uh, the bookshelf, that's actually made out of uh, IKEA furniture. I even remember still putting that in, and it's stayed with us as we moved through many houses. And what I'm not trying to do here is plug IKEA furniture, more share with you how the world's largest retailer, this, this Swedish giant, uh, what it can teach us as finance professionals and how we can become more influential with our stakeholders. Because uh, finance as a profession, as I mentioned a number of times, it has been around uh, many thousands of years. Uh, we've been installing better compliance and controllership processes to better reduce risks and help safeguard the assets within our organizations. But uh, this alone isn't reason enough, always anyway, for stakeholders and customers to want to come to to work with us and engage with our, the finance teams that they have in their organizations, because ultimately they're not really that interested in our controllership or compliance type processes. <laughs> and this? well, if you go back to IKEA, you only have to know yourself or talk to someone who's familiar with the IKEA shopping experience. I mean, in my formative years as a finance professional, as well as a partner, fiance, husband and father, you know, when you go to shop at IKEA, it's like getting dragged there. I mean, you go to a, a large, super large car park. Most of the time, it's like really busy. Finding space itself when you're in the car is is an ordeal. Then you have a long walk over to the building, only then to be confronted by what seems like a labyrinth of, of maze-like showrooms <laughs> designed to uh, to keep us uh, aware of what's in every department, from the kitchen to textiles. We end up even buying things that we knew we never even needed. And um, I know I've got a novice sub-lesson here, right? Uh, there were many inevitable arguments about, uh, about what we needed with my long-suffering wife, Katie. And uh, my inner accountant would always question, like, why do we really need something? Um, or even be here in the first place. And I, all those arguments I inevitably lost. So a sub lesson here is uh, learn when to pick your battles. And um, despite going through all this uh, IKEA shopping experience and and the frustrations and so on, we still left IKEA in the store with loads of purchases, you know, and so, and it wasn't only that, the the torture of the process would still continue because you still had to assemble a lot of the pieces of furniture. So why do we, you know, engage with, uh, with, such an experience even though it's not exactly that pleasant? And why do so many others actually out there continue making IKEA the success worldwide that it is? And it boils down to a simple fact that customers and stakeholders don't want to know what we do, they want to know how you're going to enable them to do what they want to do. And IKEA, no one buys the ordeal, the, the torture of assembling the piece of furniture, Uh, They just want the shelves for their books or the table for their dinner or the bed to go sleep in. That's why IKEA leaves the instructions and and the confusing assortment of screws inside the packaging so that they can help you get to the end outcome. So stakeholders never buy the process, they buy the result. And therefore it's incumbent upon us if we want to become more influential and solve meaningful problems for organizations is actually to, to... Look at things a bit differently, right? So rather than asking leaders to have uh, their teams make a purchase via say a new central agency process or system we've set up We reframe it for them and say that's a way that they can Have more money to reinvest back into their teams since we can negotiate bulk purchase discounts on the most common items that the organization is is Buying and also ensure that they're continually in stock So they're not having to wait for them Um, And another example might be at the other end of the P&L is, rather than implementing a new uh, finance review stage as part of a larger deal negotiation process with potential customers, you know, and, and for checking the numbers and so on, instead how about we position it as what we're doing is helping teams drive more profitable, sustainable business that allows them to better meet their profit targets and in a more predictable way. So. In a lot of uh, instances, finance professionals, we have the right intent. You know, we're introducing processes, changing things, what we think is for the better to protect shareholders and so on. But perhaps we could maybe identify, or anyway, be better identifying the results in terms of things or objectives that matter to stakeholders and um, looking to achieve and aligning what we're doing with what serves their interests whilst at the same time protecting the shareholders we're there to serve too. And look, that's why we bring guest mentors onto the show to help you sort of peer a bit over the fence into what's worked and not worked as well when positioning sorts in results uh, instead of the, the processes that we're doing and changing and introducing in an organizations. We also deconstruct the guest mentor's stories and share with you their the hard-won lessons so that you can digest the knowledge and practically figure out how to become more influential yourselves, solve meaningful problems for your organizations, and remain relevant and have fun and rewarding careers in, in finance and accounting despite the digital disruption and changing times we find ourselves in. So look, hope you really enjoyed this episode. If you did, uh, please let your friends and colleagues know about it. We're on all the major platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and YouTube. And as always, really appreciate you investing your time with us today and please share it with others. So until next time, take care of yourselves and let's keep on building the strength in the numbers.